You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We are presented by DailyRoto.com today and every day, including this Tuesday in late January. Tony, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Ready to, ready to go. Big night last night in the National Basketball Association. Had a ton of games and a couple uh, historic performances. Yeah, absolutely. Boogie Cousins, 44 points, 24 rebounds, 10 assists as well. He even had some steals and a block. Uh, what was his, what kind of uh, point total did he put up on uh, DraftKings last night? I'm trying to do yeah. some quick math. What, is, what was he, like 85, 90? No, he was right at the 100 point. Wow. Uh, and he went up there and grabbed it. Yeah, it was crazy because uh, I did not have him in my lineup last night, but we were able to cash but at um, Fantasy Draft, I did have him in my lineup, and um, it, we told you it was a good matchup where he, they didn't have a big body for him. Right. But I watched that game. I watched a lot of it. It's kind of crazy. The Chicago Bulls are not a very good team, and yet DeMarcus Cousins played great. Anthony Davis played great, got into foul trouble, and yet they're at home, and they barely beat the Bulls. That's a team that's got to figure out what the heck's going on there. Rajon Rondo didn't play a lot in the second half. That's a team that should have won that game easily last night. Yeah, I remember Tony asking you, you know, we talked about it briefly, I think, last week. What do the Pelicans do? You know, coming up on Boogie Cousins going to be a free agent. The trade deadline is fastly approaching. I do believe it's the week right after the Super Bowl, right before the NBA All-Star game. You got to kind of uh, do a little number two or get off the pot if you're the Pelicans. We talked about are they going to go all in, maybe try to acquire more talent. And if not... Maybe they need to think about flipping Boogie Cousins for some draft picks or some backcourt assets, Tony. Yeah, I, I was looking at it today, right? And the one thing is the name that it's going to come up. There's rumors that George Hill's about to be getting yeah. traded for Sacramento. They need a wing player, and the, the guy that's perfect for them, but I don't know what kind of uh, they could offer for him is Lou Williams. You know, you bring we one talked guy. We about Lou, shoot, yeah. Yeah, he could shoot three-pointers and open up the middle and – those two guys could play, and they, they have a decent point guard. They actually have two of them in Rue Holiday and Rajon Rondo. Um, I, I think that that's the perfect fit. I just don't know what they can give up for them. Yeah, fair enough. It looks like George Hill is uh, – there's a lot of talk about Hill going yeah. to Cleveland. But, Tony, later in the show, I want to ask you about Cleveland anyway. You know, is Kevin Love sick? Does it matter? Can they play <laughs> defense? Can they turn the switch back on? And kind of – honestly, let me ask you this when we only have a couple seconds before the break. Are you more concerned about, like, the drama in Cleveland, maybe with Kevin Love, or the drama in San Antonio with Kawhi Leonard? Which do you think – could be more impactful to that team's uh, title hopes. I think in Cleveland, because I, I, with the trade deadline and a new GM there, I want to see if they make a panic move. Where I think San Antonio will just straighten out the ship. They'll talk to Kawhi Leonard and they'll fix things. I, I'm worried about Cleveland making a, a rash decision with James maybe leaving at the end of the season. Right, because you know GM LeBron James has to try to bolster for his own case before he bounces for LA himself. We got five games on the slate, and we're gonna get to them when we come back. It's Dane and Tony on Lineup Lock Live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dan Martinez and Tony Sincata. We got five games in the NBA to get to. Tony, before we dive in, let's talk a little bit about the people who will not be playing tonight. Looks like Lonzo Ball will continue to miss action for the Lakers. I want to ask you if you like Ennis or Clarkson a little bit later on, filling in for there. And also, it looks like my guy, the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis, is going to miss tonight against Golden State. I got two questions for you on that one, Tony. One, what about Michael Beasley at 5,500? He likes to score when there's no KP, but honestly, will it matter? Will the Golden State Warriors starters be in at all in the second half in this game? It's a 16-point spread as of now. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, but you have Kristaps uh, Porzingis and Kyle Quinn out tonight. So I think Beasley's automatic. You have to play him and hope that he gets enough in three quarters of play uh, to, to put up those points, and I think he will based on the salary. And then you're actually going to use Hernan Gomez, too, tonight. Mm. I think it's extra playing time without Kyle Quinn in there, and he's the minimum salary. So he comes into play. Enos Cantor is another guy that could benefit from that. So I think those guys, Beasley, you definitely have to put in people's lineups. I think Hernan Gomez there. And then on the second stint, um, Enos Cantor. Other guys that you're out, George Hill, we don't know if he's going to play because of these trade rumors that are all over the place. Mm. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. will play for the Knicks as the uh, that's one Knicks guy that's uh, in play. In the situation with Lonzo Ball, he won't play, but Caldwell Pope was uh, and Kyle Kuzma were both questionable. They're both going to play. All right, we'll get into those games on the West Coast a little bit later on in the show, and then stay tuned at the end of the show. My guy, the Tony Sincata, will reveal his DraftKings lineup for a Tuesday to try and get you a little bit of cash. Hopefully he stays hot in the association. Tony, you were talking about George Hill. Let's go to that game right now. First, the Sacramento Kings are in Orlando to take on the Magic. The Magic are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 214 is the total. You mentioned to me, Tony, that George Hill, you know, there's all these rumors about him maybe being traded, maybe to the Cavaliers, maybe elsewhere. But couldn't they kind of just kick the can down the road and just say that Hill is one of the two veterans that are going to be resting tonight? Maybe it's not necessarily because of any transactions that are imminent? Yeah, well, I expect that to happen because the worst thing you could do is put him out there and have him get hurt, right? right? Then you're then you're stuck with him. So I, I don't expect him to play tonight. So I like De'Aaron Fox tonight. Uh, Orlando Magic are dead last in the NBA at covering the point guard. So he is certainly in play tonight on the Sacramento side. I like Zach Randolph, and I like Scott Labasseri, who we used last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Labasseri got a little bit of a shoulder uh, situation there, uh, but it looks like he's going to play. And Sacramento's very short. they got Frank Mason out. Vince Carter's doubtful. Zach Randolph's questionable, but I think he's going to play. Kufis is questionable. I think he's going to play. George Hill, of course, I think is not going to play there. 
So I'm looking at it like that. Scott Lavasari and De'Aaron Fox are the two guys on that side that I like. Yeah, it could be very interesting if they have a short rotation in Sacramento and they are facing the team that is 28th in the NBA when it comes to defensive points allowed per game. So maybe there's some value there. You talk about De'Aaron Fox. You talk about our guy Scott Lavasari as well. What about on the other side of things, Tony? Because this Orlando team, you know, it's not like Sacramento is a lockdown defense by any stretch of oh. the imagination especially when it comes to defending the front court. So what about, is is 8,100 too much for Aaron Gordon tonight, or are you spending the money for him against the 26th-ranked defense defending the power forward? Spending the money. Got to spend the money tonight. And the only here's the negative. You, you got it right that Sacramento's not good defensively, but they play defense by being slow up and down the court. Right. So it, it's almost like one of those NFL teams that's a third-point underdog, so they – Wait till two seconds left on the mm-hmm. shot clock, and then they snap the ball, try to keep the game close for a while. That's what Sacramento does every night, and that's the only problem here. Aaron Gordon's a guy like Biombo. We've talked about him in the past. Uh, he's a guy that could like as well. So I like the two big men on the Orlando side. All right, fair enough. But let me ask you about this as it relates to the defense being played uh, by Sacramento. You know, because I remember. Earlier in the week, when you mentioned that Lonzo Ball was out, you talked about how he was kind of a value-add in terms of the Lakers' defense, right? And with him out, some of the Lakers' defense gets even worse. What about these guys that are missing time right now for the Kings? You know, Randolph and Kufis and maybe Hill and Temple and Mason as well. Does that make maybe the the short rotation that the Kings are playing with tonight, might they be better because of that? Is the Aaron Fox getting more minutes actually an improvement? A guy like Willie Cauley-Stein or Skull getting more minutes? Does that help their defense? It's probably a, it's probably there's negatives and positives that probably offset each other. Like George Hill would be a good defensive player. Uh, Zach Randolph offensively would be their best player if he played. Costas Kufis, not much there. Willie Cauley-Stein's a better defender. Garrett Temple, okay there. So I think it's both ways. I think there's uh, pluses and minuses All right, fair enough. And, Tony, at the top of the show, we were talking about the drama in Cleveland around Kevin Love. We were talking about drama in San Antonio around Kawhi Leonard. Well, these two teams face off against each other tonight deep in the heart of Texas. The Cavaliers are in town against San Antonio. Tony, before we get into this game, can you explain to me how the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have won something like four of their last 15 games, who have been horrible defensively over the last month, how are they road favorites by one and a half points going into San Antonio? San Antonio, despite not having Kawhi and whatever struggles they're having, they are still a team that's over 10 games, over 500 uh, in the top four of the West. How do the Cavs become road favorites against the Spurs, given the defense they've been showing? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Here's the answer is that it's all about star names, right? Star power is all we talk about. When people look at the Spurs, you you take Kawhi Leonard out. Dewanta Murray, point guard. Danny Green, the shooting guard. Kyle Anderson, small forward. Jeffrey Levine, the center. And people go, no way. There's no way to beat LeBron James. I'm going with so the public gets out there and they bet on the the Cavaliers. I guess so, but listen, the Spurs are 30 and 18 this season, uh, and, and Kawhi's only played in nine games. And to be quite honest, the Spurs went five and four in the games that Kawhi did in fact play. So this team is, you know, same old Spurs. You're gonna look up in the middle of April and they're gonna have 50 some odd wins. This is a very good team, especially at home. And Cleveland, you know, they gave up what Oklahoma City. Th- 
uh, earlier in the week. 148. 148. Yeah, yeah I 148. Mean, how, like, am I crazy to go on over to our boys at mybookie.com right now and bet the home underdog San Antonio Spurs no, tonight? No, in fact, this track record is what you just, you could take the Spurs and the Cavaliers' names off their jerseys, right? And home underdogs have uh, done well in the NBA a lot. You look at the Cleveland team, they've lost seven of their last ten games. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio is the number one defense yeah. in the league. I like Here's what I like in this game. First of all, LaMarcus Aldridge is a top play tonight. All right? okay. He's one of the top five players. Absolutely. like You can use him and Gordon. and I, I think you'll, you use him, Gordon, Westbrook, and then figure out the rest, and you'll be all right tonight. Then you can use other Spurs that are cheap. Like if you want to get some of these cheap guys in, like if you want to use, you want to save some money, you can use DeAnta Murray. You want to save some money, Danny Green. They don't have big upsides, but they could put me 25, 30 points that I can get a Westbrook in and get up the extra right. 2000 bucks. And I like the guy off the bench, Davis Bertens, as well. So I think the Spurs tonight are perfect guys to go ahead and use to get those cheap spots in so you can upgrade everywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge, you talk about as a cornerstone in lineups along with Gordon, along with Russell Westbrook. I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge is going at 8700 on DraftKings. That's not a crazy exorbitant price. We see nope. people in the 9000s over 10k all the time, and you're saying that LaMarcus Aldridge with his 26% usage rate can be good against a team that has not been able to do anything defensively lately. You talk about Davis Bertens as well, Danny Green as well on the Cleveland side of things, Tony. Where are we going here? Obviously, you can always play LeBron, but is the ten thousand yeah. eight hundred dollar price too much against, like you said, the best defense in the NBA? Yeah, there's not a single Cavalier really? I uh, I I went and I looked at and that I'm not, I'm using. And if I'm going to give you one guy, when I was looking at, at that, the one guy I would use is Isaiah Thomas. And the only reason is he's still too cheap. He's at six thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm not using him, but if I had to make a case for one, one Cleveland a guy, it would be Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Do you think uh, Kevin Love was sick? I, 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 you know, Kevin Love's one of those California guys that mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, practice. What's practice? Uh, we turn it on in the playoffs every year. I'll be ready to go then. Uh, I, think I don't know uh, that they could do that this year, Tony. I mean, I their roster either. is older than it has been in years past. This defensive, the defensive liabilities is not something you could just flip a switch. I remember that they were really bad, you know, kind of like going down the stretch last season in the playoffs, and they kind of just, you know, made it happen. But listen, they've given up over 100 points in 10 of their last 11 games. They're 29th in defi- defensive efficiency rating. They have gone three and nine in their last 12 games they have gone one and six against the top four seeds in either conference i mean you know like you said the public is just saying yeah lebron james but at some point he's gonna need something else and it's more than just george hill i would imagine yeah they made a bad move bringing isaiah thomas in they're undersized at the center with kevin love right. crowder I like Isaiah Thomas, but not on this team. He's too small. This team's very small. Yeah, so we will see if they can uh, hack it, if LeBron can boot some more magic. But we got three more games to get into, so come on back. It's Lineup Lock Live. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. 
With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Line of Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're taking you through a five-game slate on a Tuesday in the NBA. Tony, yesterday we talked a little bit about the news that Jason Kidd would no longer be the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. We're hearing today that Giannis Antetokounmpo tried to save his job, tried to save Jason Kidd. How do you think that went down? Like, how does one save? I understand he's the star, but how does he save the head coach? What, does he, like, walk into the GM's office and say, like, I'm boycotting unless you yeah. uh, don't fire him? Like, how, do, how does that actually work? I, I well, it didn't. I don't think it worked well. Cause it clearly Giannis didn't work. But you know, yeah, he, he's not a. He's too nice of a guy, so he didn't even know how to go about it. Like he called Jason Kidd. He told him you're going to get. He was the first one to tell him they're going to fire you because mm-hmm. um, they called Antetokounmpo first to tell him uh, that they were removing the coach. Right. And then he called. The first thing he did was call Kidd and said, "Hey, gonna, do you want me to try to save your job?" Like he didn't even know what to do. He was asking Jason Kidd for help on how to go about it. I think it's a good thing, and it tells you what kind of guy he is mm-hmm. uh, to do that. But believe me, if uh, I, I think I think in a lot of cases you could do Like if LeBron James said, you know what, I like that guy, I want to stay that guy, and you're an imp- you know, you're a free agent the next season, right. you'll, you'll have some say. Where Anacubo's a young player, I think they just look past That's it. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that would have really uh – Move the needle. I understand the Greek freak is awesome, and the arrow is continuing to point up on him for their future. But let's say, you know, Giannis did have some kind of ultimatum, right? You know, like, how how, how do you think that plays out, Tony? Or do you just like, yeah, all right, well, thanks I for your you input. The, I think you keep, in basketball, when you have those type of players, I think you end up keeping the coach because the problem is, is that, you know what? The thing is, though, the NBA, here's the way the NBA has an advantage, though, where they can dictate to the players. When you resign, when your contract's up, the most money you can make is by signing with your own with team. Your and it's team. significant. Yeah, and it's significant. Like, they've made it because it was used to be like that all the time, but it used to be like four, eight million dollars over the life of the contract. But with, when the Kevin Durant thing happened, now it's like ten, twenty million dollars that you can make by staying with your own team. So they sort of got these big stars in a box. Right. They're trying to be able to keep people there and limit the the movement that happens during free agency because we have, like, the max, but then only a couple your hometown team can kind of offer you a little bit more. I mean, like you said, I think it's a nice gesture. I think you're right. It does tell you a little bit about kind of the cloth that Giannis is cut from. But, you know, I mean, if they made that decision, they were going to make that decision. I don't think the young kid was going to do anything and be able to really uh, change the front office's decision, especially because, you know, as we talked about a little bit yesterday, Tony, I mean, kid has been a fairly good coach. He's been, you know, fired twice. And what we've got to think are things like personal differences, right? Because, like, he's uh you know he's he's been effective with the teams both in Brooklyn and here in Milwaukee it sounds like he's just uh kind of like Todd Haley not easy to get along with not easy to get along with and with this team with all the young talent they have uh, I think they believe that um, they should be better than one game over 500 now they have had some injuries um, 
So you could go either way with that, yeah. and I, I guess they went there. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon seemed to be very receptive. He put together a nice game last night. All right, so like I said, remember, I told you that was the narrative, responding to the interim coach, maybe the uh – Last year's Rookie of the Year felt that kind of way. Let's dive into the next game that we have on the slate, Tony. The Brooklyn Nets are in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. The Thunder are 10-point favorites. 212 is your total in this one. Tony, I know how much love you've had for Spencer Dinwiddie in the past, but now with uh, D'Angelo Russell coming back, I mean... Do you all of a sudden have love for D'Angelo Russell? Russell's still $500 less than Spencer Dinwiddie. How does that minute allocation break out at the point for the Nets? I think it actually hurts both. Mm. I think it hurts both. I think it makes it tough, and especially tonight, going against a very good defensive Oklahoma team. Um, But going forward, we're going to have to see this play out because I thought maybe they'd play both on the floor at the same time with Russell as the point guard, Dinwiddie move over to the two guard. But right now, Russell coming off the bench. I, I got to see how this changes up. Uh, Alan Crabby in the two two spot doesn't make any sense to me. He's a guy that's already come off the bench throughout his career. Um, I, I don't like the way Brooklyn's currently constituted here, and maybe they're just trying to lose games. Who knows? Maybe, but they've been doing that for a while. The process <laughs> continues in Brooklyn. What about is uh is Prokhorov gonna you know like cut bait? And he's been the, trying, I think. Right? Because I, yeah. I remember he guaranteed a championship within his first five yeah. years. Then he went out and got Garnett and Pierce, realized that that wasn't the move. And you haven't really heard much from him since. He's actually ran that arena into the ground already, too, over there. So um, they got all sorts of problems uh, there in, in, in uh, Brooklyn. So yeah. I don't know. He, but that team's already for sale, I think, and they haven't found anyone. It's got to be. They can't even keep the Islanders in that building, for goodness sake. Uh, no, we get Donald. Maybe it's Donald's. That's Donald's uh, move after the be. presidency, right? He's going to buy a team be. from a Russian guy to it keep people talking. Could be. You got to stay in the news there. You got to stay in the news. Him and uh, you know, he's got dinner parties with Ben Roethlisberger to go to, but that's another talk <laughs> topic for another day. We'll talk about that on a rainy, stormy day, Tony. Let's go over to the Oklahoma City side on this one here. Listen. Is there a higher usage rate in the NBA than Russell Westbrook's 34.8 usage percentage? Oh. And then you told me we always attack the Brooklyn Nets at the point guard position. So 11,800, too rich for your blood, or are you paying up for it? No. Yeah, that's the problem. The problem is this guy's 11,800 tonight, and I don't know how you can not use him, right? <laughs> you, have to, you have to pay for him, and it's crazy. But it fits one thing that I tell you guys all the time. When we have a smaller slate, and a guy has the ability to do mm-hmm. what DeMarcus Cousins did last night, you got to have him. And he has that ability tonight to do this. So um, he's in my lineup tonight. And I think there's enough cheap guys that you're going to be all right uh, to get that in. A lot's going to depend on that Warriors-Knicks game and how that thing goes goes off. But I, I really look at Russell Westbrook. He has to be in play tonight. Steven Adams uh, in that matchup, they, they don't defend big men well. And Adams, we talk about it time mm-hmm. and time again. Everybody talks about everybody else. He's 6,800. It's a good price. Absolutely in play tonight. Yeah, I was going to think about that as well. Steven Adams going up against the 30th ranked team in the NBA defending the center. I always like to keep track now of the price of Steven Adams and Carmelo Anthony because they are continue to hover right around the same price. We mentioned before this week, Tony, the idea that um, 
the variances there with guys like an Andrew Wiggins, maybe a guy like Carmelo Anthony as well, who has to get the shots because he's predominantly a point scorer. That's how you get in your fantasy points from those guys. Meanwhile, a guy like Steven Adams, we talked about yeah. guys like Drummond and Capella as well. They're going to get more consistent, more stable scoring. So the floor might, I mean, the ceiling might not be as high, but the floor is much higher. And we like that with Steven Adams at 6,800 tonight. Yeah, and we told you last night, too, what exactly would happen when you take a stud out, like Jimmy Butler out. Mm. I said, you know, I'm not a guy that likes Wiggins. I said, tonight I like him. All of a sudden we get 28% of the shots out of the lineup, and Alan Wiggins was going to shoot the ball, and he shot it. He put up 41 points last night. Yeah, well, you know, like you said, when there's no Jimmy Butler, the usage rate goes up. And those are the things you got to look for here. We say it all the time. We are not just giving you a fish. We are teaching you how to fish here on Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, our next game, a game that, as a Knicks fan, it's like, I I, want to watch this game, but I might want (laughs) to watch, like, the first 15 minutes of it or so. The New York Knicks are in Golden State to take on the reigning defending champion Warriors. 16-point favorites are the Warriors at home. 224 is the total. We talked about it at the very top of the show. When I saw that Kristaps Porzingis is out, I was like, oh, let me see what Michael Beasley's price is at only 5,500 and against the Warriors, who you know don't really defend the post that well because they go small a lot. You mentioned it at the top of the show. Michael Beasley can be a cornerstone of lineups tonight right yeah Beasley's in and this is one of the games where it tests your your thinking and sometimes we overthink things as fantasy owners we look at the game and we see a 224 total which is the highest right but we mm-hmm. see 16 point spread and we say oh these guys gonna be out of the game well the one thing that we always forget is that you know what if you blow a team out you have to score a lot of points to, to get do there that. right so, yeah, so you have that opportunity to get those points and maybe in a little shorter time against an inferior opponent. Now, I look at it from both ways. I like the Knicks side of things because they had some cheap plays with these injuries. Right. So, so Beasley's a guy, like I mentioned. Um, Hernan I, I mentioned Gomez. Hernan Gomez, minimum salary. Now, in a blowout, it actually helped him. It actually will help him. Right. I think, I think French Frank. Hmm. In a blowout, absolute good. What play about tonight. Dougie McBuckets, baby? <laughs> uh, yeah, he might be. Uh, We're going too far. Know. Is that going too far? Too far, <laughs> too far. And I think a blowout hurts Enos Cantor. Um, so I, I look at it like that, and it's how you want to attack this game. Now the Golden State side, you say, Tony, what the hell do we do? The Golden State side. Now here's what we do: Stephon Curry, Kevin Durant, Ernie Knight. You could play them. I think you play one of them. Don't play two of them. Just you got to have an opportunity, but don't go all in on this game here. And statistically, Jermon Green, it shows like this is a tough matchup. It's not. Right. The reason it is, remember, Christos Pazingas is usually the power forward. Michael Beasley's about six inches smaller than uh, Christos Pazingas. Right. It's a good matchup for Jermon Green on paper tonight, so he's, he's underpriced. So I think the best play on Gold State is Jermon Green, and then I think you go either Curry or Durant if you wanted to go. And I like uh, Beasley, and I like... Uh, Hernan Gomez at the minimum salary, and I think you can if you want to take a shot on French Frank. Uh, he'll he'll be a guy that I think Jared Jack. Whenever there's a blowout. He's the first guy that they just sit there like he's going to wilt away. Right, but I, I would lean Curry over KD tonight because you tell me about how too. bad defensively yep. uh, Jared Jack is. And then French Frank, yeah, he's got long arms, but he's still a rookie. He's never seen anything like Steph, right? 
No, yeah, no, no. That'll be a tough one for him. <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. All right, Tony. They don't got... have that kind of stuff in France. No, they do not. But maybe they've got it in Lithuania these days, though. You never know. When we come back here, Tony, <laughs> on Line of Block Live, we got one more game to get into. Then we're going to talk a little bit about what can DFS players do in the cold, hard winter nights as well. It's Line of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're talking you through the NBA slate here on a Tuesday. We're presented by DailyRoto.com tonight and every night. Tony, we were talking, uh, before we get into this last game, we were talking about what the New Orleans Pelicans can do. If they can get Boogie Cousins to commit for one more year, they need to go out and find a way to draft this kid, Trey Young, from Oklahoma, Tony. Oh. Have you been seeing this? 30.5 yeah. points a game, 9.7 assists a game. Earlier this season, he had like a game with something like 26 points and 22 assists. This kid is hitting from everywhere. It reminds me of Steph Curry at Davidson. This kid, do you think this is going to translate? Because let me tell you something. Buddy Heald put up these kind of numbers at Oklahoma for one season as well. Yeah, I think it translates. I look at it like this, though. Like, the comparisons, of course, are to Stephen Curry, Golden State Warriors uh, guard. And you know what? Stephen Curry wasn't quite the player that he was. When he was down to uh, Davidson, no. Yeah, he was good, but, like, I didn't think he'd be. I didn't. I actually didn't. I thought, like, I couldn't believe they picked him in the first round. And he's been unbelievable. And this kid had a lot of semblance to him. So I I think yeah that would be a he's also playing situation. against much better competition in the Big Twelve yeah yeah you know that's a real conference as opposed to Davidson you know playing like you know Southwestern North Carolina A and T every night you know I watched him play the other night though right yeah. and, and he had a good game and he, he was all over the scoreboard but I think at the end of the day he was eighteen for thirty nine which first of all I can't believe the he comes kid from the Dion Waiters school of shot taking thirty nine times but it only comes out to like. 45%. But some of those shots he's taken, I don't know. I was all over the place. Yeah, uh, there. some of the shots he's taken are still on the logo at half court. <laughs> Stephen Curry, when he first started doing that, like coming over, I remember in the, in the tournament, coming over half court and firing up a shot. And he go, what? I remember it brought me back to the days of coaching when he about to yell, no, 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 yes! Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden it's going in. Oh, my God. Yeah, but this kid is going to be an interesting addition to some NBA teams sometime soon. Maybe it'll be Boston or Los Angeles. Let's go into that last game on the slate, Tony. The Celtics are in L.A. for the renewal of the kind of prototypical rivalry in the NBA, Celtics and Lakers. Celtics are five-point road favorites going into L.A. in the Staples Center, two away is the total. Tony, on the uh, 
on the Celtics tonight, like we mentioned, with no Lonzo Ball, right, that decreases their defense in the backcourt. What about Kyrie Irving tonight? Or what about one of the young wing scorers, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Both of them around 6,000. This is a total contrast in styles in these two teams. Boston Celtics, very good defensive team, right. play a slower pace. The Lakers get up and down the court, and they don't play any defense. Um, I think it suits right into Jalen Brown's hands, and Terry Rozier uh, off the bench as well. Those are two guys that play the wing, get up and down the court. Jason Tatum is a guy that could fall in here. Now, it's funny because Al Horford, they don't defend the center well in L.A. Al Horford will have a good game. But also, I think Julius Randle's a guy that I like tonight, too, against the Boston Celtics because Boston Celtics don't defend the center well. Kyle Kuzma was listed as questionable for this game. I believe he's going to play uh, in this one. I like Randle and Kuzma here. I think you could look at Jordan Clarkson. He comes off the bench, and he shoots a lot. He plays the most minutes at guard. Mm -hmm. But with Caldwell Pope back, uh, I I think it's too much to ask there. So I like the two bigs on L.A., and I like Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kyrie Irving. You can go, and even Terry Rozier if you want to take a cheap player off the bench. Okay, remember Jalen Brown went to Cal, I do believe, in college. He was was there um, two nights ago. He was at a Clippers game. All right, so do we see, you know, uh, not the revenge angle, but maybe he's got tickets he's got to get for people if he's uh, from the area, you know? Yeah, is that good or bad? I always always think it's bad. Right, because it creates that extra pressure. You, Is that first it? of all, you got to spend. You got to answer your phone all the time. Right. You, you get me tickets. You can't be tickets, focused. You, you got to handle all that yeah, stuff. You got to handle all that stuff, and then you know you maybe have a little pressure on you there. So I think it's probably it's probably fifty fifty. So wait a second, though. You thought it would have been a good thing for the Minnesota Vikings to be hosting the Super Bowl. Would they have not had the same kind of pressure and the same kind of ticket demands? See, the Super Bowl is a little different, right? Because all those are all corporate tickets and everything. I think each player gets two tickets to the Super Bowl. So you get you shut people off pretty early. They say, hey, dude, it's the Super Bowl. I can't right. help you out. Hey, fair enough. Uh, and, you know, they don't have to worry about that now anyway. Unless you have, uh, what's his name, Mike Tice. Right. And then he was the guy He was the guy like uh, legally selling all the tickets to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, you know, he definitely has, uh, you know, some uh, history in Minnesota. Hey, Tony, listen. You know, I I bring up football because, you know, we've been building the people's lineup every Friday over the last few months. But now, you know, we got a Pro Bowl this weekend, then we got the big game and uh, in a week and a half. But after that, football goes kind of dark. You got the doldrums of the NBA season right around All-Star break. And then, listen, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, which, by the way, is your only 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week free source of all your fantasy information, insight, and entertainment to win your leagues and win that cash. But between now and, say, like the start of fantasy baseball, there's going to be some other things for to uh, wet the whistle of the DFS player. I know you've been doing the uh, fantasy golf podcast can you tell me a little bit about like what do i need to learn you know because i know the big boys you know i know the speeths and the fowlers and the rory's i like the kid john rom um who's got like mickelson's brother as his uh agent slash coach but if i'm a kind of a newcomer to the game what are some of the things i need to look for i remember asking you if it's something where i could kind of learn up and you said that if i learn now by the time the majors hit the masters in uh april i might be able to take down some uh some easy money so uh give me some tips first yeah first let me just give you a couple injury updates uh davis bertans is going to start for san antonio tonight 
Uh, Popovich changes lineup. So it's Murray, Green, Anderson, Aldridge, and Bertans uh, will start at center. He's cheap. you got to put him in your lineup tonight. Eamon Shumpert is back for the Cavaliers and could play tonight. And George Hill and Costas Kupis are out for the Sacramento Kings as they're part of the rest going forward. The rotation of veteran rest in Sacramento. <laughs> yes, they're there. Now, here's the thing. Basketball isn't for everyone because if you don't listen to our show and you're not available. You're going to get steamrolled by the Sharks out yeah. there. Not only the Sharks, but you won't even have guys that are in the lineup because the, these injuries happen mm. every night. Like we, I mean, it's it's 20% of our show. Right. It's who's out and who's playing who's not. So the golf and NASCAR, those guys are going to stay in the lineups. And so it might be a more pleasurable experience for you that want to play Daily Fantasy uh, that, that don't. And here's the benefit of the golf. Is the golf, you pay one entry fee, and it's good for four days. Right. I mean, it's a four-day four tournament. So, you know, the guys that are the Sharks, they don't like the four days because they want to turn their money over and then reinvest it and then reinvest it. But for the average player and 99% of our listeners, it's a good bargain for you because you get four days of entertainment out of it. And it's almost two critical deadlines. One is the Friday night cuts when the cuts come down mm-hmm. and getting all your golfers to try to make the cut. And then half the field plays on Saturday and Sunday is generally how the tournaments work. And there's nothing better than watching golf on a Sunday, on a Sunday when you have a yeah. chance to make some money. Like, I, I'll say what, I absolutely love it. And I think it's a great, great thing. And I think if you – here's what I did to learn how to play. I played one lineup every week in a single-entry tournament for two years. And I just learned more and more about it and then – I started getting involved in the, in the golf statistics, and I, I look and see which golf statistics work on each golf course and which ones we, we're looking for and guys that are on a run, guys that have played well at those courses in the past. And you learn all that as you go, and you get more uh, into it. And the funny thing is you need help. You go to dailyroto.com. You can get help from there. Uh, our podcast, Going for Green, uh, tonight goes at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's always on iTunes and Stitch. You can listen to that. The NASCAR thing is even more interesting because – I never would wa- sit down and watch a NASCAR race. Right. This is like, I mean, this is crazy. Like, I'm not going to go out and watch people drive around the neighborhood either. But depends I on the neighborhood, of- Tony. Depends on the neighborhood. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, but I put some NASCAR lineups in, and I'll t- it's fascinating. But the only positive and negative is, is that the scoreboard, the live scoring means nothing. Mm. The last 25 laps are all that matters because you have one accident, you have one pit stop, everything changes. It's the craziest thing in the world. And you get – I get my – I go to Scott Angle and his son, and I listen to their podcast, and and I read uh, Scott Angle's son's write-up. And I I don't follow NASCAR religiously, but on a Sunday afternoon, I can get enough information from them and then form my own opinion to pick my own drivers. And then I have a rooting interest in it because I think when we play fantasy sports – we all played sports, and so we all rooted for a team growing up in our lifetime. And it's about being competitive. And I sure. think we just want to compete in something. We want something to root for. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Let me ask you one more question as it relates to the golf. because So I'm not big on fantasy golf. You know, Like I said, I know the big guys. I'll watch Sunday on the majors if there's big names at the top of the leaderboard. One thing I do like, though, is I go, you know, I go to the track, and I like to see the ponies a little bit. Okay, Tony? And I know that if it starts raining – 
all my prep work is out the window and I got to look for mutters and stuff like that. What about in golf, right? In golf, like you said, if it's a four-day thing and I'm putting my lineup in on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, right? And I've got to imagine that the weather conditions that affect the green and some guys are better putters and some guys are better, you know, kind of iron players or some guys are bigger off the tee. Does, does Does weather play a factor? It's huge. So a lot of times what a lot of the uh, daily fantasy services will do, they'll tell you what the weather is going to be like when your guy on Thursday and Friday Friday is going to be on the course. Because some guys are good. If they start early, right. Some guys are good in the wind, and the wind could be, you know, early in the morning. Sometimes the wind's heavier than later in the day. The courses get in a sunny area. The courses dry up later in the day. They're wet and mildewy in the morning, so you don't get enough length in the morning. So a lot of that stuff comes into play. Uh, it, when you golf, and we always go over that information. Some courses are made up of long hitters. Some courses favor short hitters. Gotcha. So it's all things that you got to put in play. Well, I the am still. Does- I am still wet behind the ears like picking corn up in the morning dew, Tony, but I will be listening to you before the Masters to try to win a little bit of cash in the golf. When we come back, though, it's still NBA time. we got Tony's lineup here on Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS Lineup Locks, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Are you more concerned about the drama in Cleveland or the drama in San Antonio with Kawhi Leonard? I think in Cleveland, with the trade deadline and a new GM there, I want to see if they make a panic move. Where I think San Antonio will just straighten out the ship, they'll talk to Kawhi Leonard and they'll fix things. I'm worried about Cleveland making a a rash decision with James maybe leaving at the end of the season. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back. It is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented by DailyRoto.com every Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You got to listen because as Tony said earlier in the day, 20% of this show, we're talking about injuries and implications. You could have heard a lot of moves being made today, people in and out of the lineup. That's why you got to tune in to Lineup Lock Live. But then at the end of the show, my guy, the Tony Sincata gives you his DraftKings lineup. He's been hot all season long. You want to win a little bit of cash? Tony's about to tell you what to do. Flop the nuts for the people, Tony. Yeah, we're gonna go Russell Westbrook. I told you about it earlier. Eleven thousand eight hundred bucks. I just find any. There's no other way. You gotta you gotta have him in your lineup tonight. He could be the one guy that's a difference maker. Danny Green, forty six hundred bucks. I don't expect a big game, but I can get twenty five fantasy points from him. Michael Beasley, fifty five hundred bucks in that game. It's a big spread later tonight mm-hmm. with Hernan Gomez at three thousand. Lamarcus Aldridge at the center, eighty seven hundred. Deonta Murray at forty six hundred bucks. Uh, uh, Aaron Gordon, 8,100, and Davis Bertans, who will start at center tonight for the Spurs at 3,700. Absolutely. There you have it. That is Tony's DraftKings lineup. You can get in there as well. Win a little bit of extra cash on a Tuesday. Tony, we got a full g- slate of games tomorrow in the NBA, like 10 or 11 games, so we'll be talking through that. We also today, though, Tony, talked about some other sports, the NASCAR, the golf. You're going to have to teach me as we go in the next month or two as we lead up to uh, you know that, that, that weekend in April where I hear uh, you know the birds chirping and Jim Nance talking. But I wanted to ask you this. I looked on 
DraftKings the other day, and I saw they were doing an MMA slate, Tony, for oh, yeah, UFC. Yeah. Like, how does that work? So I I, uh, I do that. So I, I play that. I only do the pay-per-views, though. They have it every week uh, for all the TV uh, ones as right. well. And basically, you get points uh, for significant strikes. You get points for takedowns. And then you get points for finishes. And you so you're cheering for some guy to get knocked out in the first round. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And you got to remember the championship fights or the final fight of the night, it goes five rounds. The others go three. So you got to have a little strategy there saying, hey, i got to get someone in the five-round fight as opposed to three. I'll tell you right now, what you need to do is you put a, a small-dollar lineup in, right? And then you go to Buffalo Wild Wings or Hooters that usually show the, the thing for free. Sure. That's a great night out. you got a little rooting interest. You're watching people beat the crap out of each other. It, what, what could be better than that? What could be better than that? I'll tell you what will be better than that, Tony, is having the right lineup in place. I don't care where yeah. I'm watching it. I don't care if it's any kind of these wings, sports bar joints. If I have the winning lineup, I could be in an airport. I do not care. I will be excited to watch it. So that's what you got to do, whether it is MMA, golf, NASCAR, basketball, baseball, football, or anything else. We're going to be talking Olympics in a couple yeah. of weeks as well here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Keep it locked right here to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like I said, it is your only 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week free source of fantasy information, insight, analysis, and quite frankly, entertainment to help you win your league and win that cash in absolutely any sport. Tony, when are we going to start seeing like fantasy uh, Kardashians? I'll tell you what. You get points every time like, you know, they cry or something. So I play – so oh, believe me, they have that. Pat Mayo, who used to work with us uh, over there, he has the Fantasy Bachelor uh, is one of the really? things he put together. Yeah, and Fantasy Big Brother, and he would get points for, like, that that kind of crazy stuff. Oh, and the uh, – yeah, he, all that stuff. So that stuff's right around the corner. But I didn't know today. I was over at DraftKings, yeah. and I play every day. They had European basketball, and I didn't notice it before. So maybe you can get LaMelo and LiAngelo involved. <laughs> I hear they combined for 80 with LeVar coaching, but once again, they're playing against other middle schoolers. Their competition <laughs> will stiffen as time goes on. Their brother might get back into the NBA sometime soon, but we will have a big slate of games tomorrow, and Dane and Tony will be covering it. It is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'll see you tomorrow, Tony. Good luck to you.